Well, thank you for coming here. And I uh, saw Natalie from uh, Texas. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> there is Natalie. Natalie came from Texas, and I was talking with her. I said, uh, I asked her, how did you come here? And she said, uh, I just Googled and searched. And uh, everybody said, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, Natalie. Yeah. And I have my friend uh, Steve and uh, Sue Lee. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thank you for coming, all the way from Dodge Center. Yeah, it's good. And uh, we have uh, Brother Matt, too, from uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Thank you for visiting with us. We're so happy. Hallelujah. Um, I give uh, thanks to. My friend Steve, I say he's uh, among the ministers here, he is my best friend and you'll be seeing more of me here. So you can tell the way I'm welcoming people, it looks like uh, I belong here, right? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not supposed to do that <laughs> because I'm a guest. No, I'm not a guest. I am one of you, so that's why we are welcoming you in our church. Thank you. Uh, Steve has uh, touched the topic that is very biblical. The topic is what? Stay. Stay. Just relax. Stay, stay, stay. <laughs> stay, stay, stay. Just relax, stay. Stay and wait. Very good. Uh, if you look at those passages, to go back to where um, he has been going through, Jam, just put, put that up. Very good. Here, this one here, this one here, he says, this is Jesus speaking, book of Acts written by who? Luke. Luke wrote this. And what is interesting with this book is that the one who wrote was not Jesus' disciple, Luke, he was not among the 12. He was, in fact, uh, some, he was a private investigator. That's what Luke was. He didn't work with Jesus. He went, started inquiring, started uh, investigating. Um, did Jesus heal you? Oh, not me, my brother. Okay, you? What happened? Tell me. So then he started putting the collection together. The first book is uh, the Gospel of Luke. He wrote it. And uh, the second book is uh, the book of Acts. Okay? And uh, his purpose of writing was to convince his friend by the name of Theophilus. What we have heard is true. I've investigated. I know it's a fact. Believe in everything. So trying to convince. That, that's great, really. You know, you can say something about yourself. It's good. But if somebody else says it for you, it's even better. Because the, the true witness is not yourself. The true witness is somebody else who speaks on your behalf. Okay? The good thing with the gospel is the fact that Jesus himself didn't write anything. Other people wrote so among the people who wrote, not only his own disciples, even people who were not his disciples, like Mr. Luke, 
He was a doctor, by the way, a scientist. Okay? That's number one. Number two, how about Saul of Tarsus? Okay, he was his stiff opponent. He fought so hard to eliminate, to, to really cross out the name of Jesus to the point where he was forcing the uh, disciple of Christ to, to curse him, to curse the name of Jesus. And he was paid for it, by the way. Hired only for that. Saul of Tarsus, but his life turned around. Hallelujah. The Lord is amazing. <laughs> okay, now here, he, Jesus here tells his disciple to wait and uh, they will be clothed with power. They will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on, comes, comes on them. Here in Luke 24, this one, he told them after this one. He first told them here. You have walked with me for three years. Every single day I've been with you. Morning, day, evening, night. Sleeping in the same place. Okay. For three years. Think about it. Three years. Day in and day out. There's no time where the disciples were just separated with Jesus. Always with him. Every single day. Now think about that. How much... He would have spoken to them. He must have spoken to them. How much? And how many teachings? How, many, how much advice? How much counsel? I mean, morning, evening, night. Morning, evening, night. Think about it. For three years. Now, when we come here, we come here just once, right? Sunday, then bye, see you next Sunday. And when we come on Sunday... I have a clock right in front of me. I have just 45 minutes that I'm given. So 45 minutes up, I'm cut. That's it. <laughs> so uh, then you go back home, right? And see you when? Next Sunday. But Jesus was with his disciples every single day, morning, day, and evening, and night. For three years. And then he tells them here in this verse, wait. Don't depart from the city yet. Wait. Wait for what again? Three years is enough and we have been receiving teaching. By the way, when he taught them in private, they went in the public where there was huge crowd, right? That came. Huge. Like a Super Bowl Sunday, right? 10,000 plus. Okay, I'll go to School of Theology here in, uh, in St. Paul at Bethel University, the theologians there teach us that 10,000 plus was the crowd that followed Jesus. And what is surprising, there was no microphone, but there was no speakers like now. How Jesus was able to speak to the crowd of 10,000? <laughs> so if you think about it, the image we have about Christ is not accurate. We have an image of Christ that, is, that looks like, like a woman and uh, uh, looks like, you know, so, you know, so soft. And... No, I mean, this, this is a carpenter <laughs> of the first century. He was tough. He spoke to 10,000 without a loudspeaker. Now think about his lungs. Okay? That's the Jesus of the gospel. That's the historic Jesus. He's the one. So now he's telling them to 
when he speaks to the crowd, at the same time, his disciples are also in there. They don't say, well, we already heard uh, a lot, so just speak. No, no. They, where the crowd, they were there. Away from the crowd, they were there. But he tells them to wait, not to go yet, not to depart, to wait. Wait for what? It says clearly like this. Wait until you are clothed with the power that comes from on high. <laughs> I like that. Yes, you have received teaching. For three years, every single day, every single night, and every single week, every single month, for three years. But wait. For what again? For the power that comes from on high. That is what he said, that the Father has promised. And the promise of the Father was about to what? The Holy Spirit, right? So there are two gifts in the Bible, in the New Testament. Gift number one is the gift of salvation. Hello? <laughs> are you saved? That gift number one. It's not by works. Okay, it is just by grace. The gift of salvation is received. It is received. You just receive for what Christ did at the cross. This gift is intended to the pagans, to the non-believers, to the prostitutes, to me, how I used to be, to the drunk, to all those. That's the gift for them. Okay? So it's given to the non-believers. Anyone, it doesn't matter who is a serial killer, they can get it right now. That's the very first gift. The second gift is the gift that is given to those who belong to Christ. In other words, after you believe, then there is another gift for you. Wow. It's being spoiled, eh? The first gift, <laughs> then the second gift, which is the gift of the Spirit. It's given to the believers. If you read uh, John chapter 16, Jesus says, chapter 14, Jesus says, non-believer cannot receive it, but for you, he will be among you. For you who? You, the disciples. He will be with you, but non-believer, no, they have no part <laughs> in it. Hallelujah. So, uh, here is the gift. Where is Andrew? Andrew, come. <laughs> where are you? Brother Andrew, where are you? Is he in? Yeah. I, I like what you did last time with, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with Brother Steve. Yeah, come. And uh, here is a gift, right? You did something, it made me laugh and laugh until I felt pain in my side. <laughs> so, Brother Steve is giving Andrew a gift, and Andrew did something. Take the gift. Look at that. Okay. How about, take the gift. You don't want it, right? What do you do? Take it one more time. So, this is God. Uh, that is Bob. That's me. Okay? This is God, and that's me. And God comes with the gift of salvation is here. And I just flap it. I want to enjoy my life. Leave me alone with your religion. All right? Why do you want to shove Jesus in my throat? 
keep your, keep your religion to yourself. Have you heard that before? It's a gift. It's not hurting you. It's going to make your life better. I don't need it. The second gift is the gift of uh, the Spirit, right here. I don't need it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's give the Lord a round of applause for Andrew. So that is for what purpose? The purpose of it is for your life here on earth. Salvation is uh, to get you to heaven. All right? But, watch, Jesus lives here on earth with the power of the Spirit. Everything he did, he prayed like you and me pray. That's why he went to the mountain to pray every single day. God does not pray. God receives prayer. Jesus didn't go to the mountain to receive prayer. But went to the mountain to do what? To pray. How? By faith like you and me do. He emptied himself. He became a human being like you and me. He withheld his divinity, his full divinity. So he walked by faith. Everything he did it by what? By faith. And that is good news for me. If he did everything because he was God, then he, had, he would have been unfair to tell his disciples, do what I have done. He would have been unfair to tell you and me to follow him. Okay? So now, he was clothed with a power. In fact, John chapter 4, verse, uh, John chapter 3, verse 34, if you read, it says that Jesus was given the Spirit without measure. Meaning, he was really bam with the Spirit. All the way, full. So now, he's telling his disciples, you too, you need to wait to receive also. That will help you to live in this world. You're not going to heaven right now. You need some empowerment. So many times we think that uh, the Holy Spirit is there just so we can preach better. <laughs> like now. So I can preach better. The Holy Spirit give me the strength so I can preach. Not only that. The Holy Spirit will not say, okay, when I face a problem, I face trouble, the Holy Spirit says, oh, sorry, I can't do anything. I was just sent here. So I, when time comes to preach, then talk to me. I'll talk to you then. But for now, whatever you're going through, it's not my business. I was sent here in you just to help you so you can preach. Who's preaching about Jesus? No, no, I'm not preaching. Okay, sorry, I'm sleeping. When you're ready to, 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 uh, to preach, then wake me up. Okay, Bob, you hear me? Here is what I'm facing, Holy Spirit. Please. No, sorry. My time is not yet there. Is, when is your time? When you start preaching. It does not make sense. Everything you go through, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Hallelujah. I like it. Hallelujah. Whatever challenge you're facing, the Holy Spirit is there to be your helper. Can we all say, the Holy Spirit is my helper? Exactly. He is. She surely is. And life will become easier. When you have a helper, life does what? Becomes easier. It's true. He does that. So that's why 
Steve is right to bring these topics so that we can, uh, we can all be uh, in power. So we have to wait and 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 to wait, 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 wait. So we have to wait, all right? So uh, now today, <laughs> set <laughs> today. Let's go today. <laughs> what are we seeing today? Today we're seeing a setback is a setup for a resolute comeback. Let me say it again. A setback is a setup for a resolute comeback. I am a comeback kid. So you'll be a comeback kid, okay? Some people are comeback kid. So, but others, they, 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 they receive one blow and then there you go, they fumble. No, no, no. You blow me, I get, I get back. You blow me, I go down, I get back quickly. I go down, I get back. I'm a comeback kid. Hallelujah. Oh, no, 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 no. Last Saturday, Steve said, go on fishing. Okay, let's go to our scripture right away. We are in John chapter 21. Here the main character is Peter. Oh, yo, 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 Mr. Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter. John chapter 21. Jesus has resurrected from the dead. Jesus has come back from the dead. By the way, let me tell you something. The Jesus that walked on water, the Jesus that fed 5,000 people, the Jesus that healed the lepers, the Jesus that uh, made the lame walk, who resurrected Lazarus, who did all those things, had a dimension, human dimension. For example, he will not go through a wall because he was limited by his flesh, by his body. He could not jump and stand in the air. No. Because of the mass heavy care, he was just a human being applying faith and doing those marvelous things. But boy, when he resurrects, <laughs> wow, powerful. This is another dimension. We're going to give this teaching one day. It will blow your mind. This is another dimension. The glory was there, powerful. The disciple will be sitting and he will just appear like that. Hey, hello, hello, then he will just disappear. He was appearing and disappearing, not walking with them the way he used to for three years. He has come back from uh, the dead. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that when the body dies, it dies of flesh. But when it resurrects, it, it resurrects spiritual body. That's the body that Jesus had. When, uh, when the body is buried, it's buried with dishonor. It stinks. Anyone woke up this morning, how did your mouth, how did it feel? It stinks, right? <laughs> so that's the body. Even Jesus' mouth stinks too, okay? It was stinking too because he was a human being. How about you go and you start having a shower and then how, how does the water look now there? Hmm? <laughs> Clean? <laughs> Try drinking that. How does it feel? It's dirty. Because the body is, has dishonor, has limitation, it's just ugly. 
But when it comes out, the Bible says it becomes glorious. In glory, spiritual body, full of glory. That's the body that Jesus was resurrected with. Maybe you're wondering, how does Jesus look like? He has a spiritual body. He can appear now and he can disappear. He can get not only, he can just not only come give you advice from outside, he can give you advice from within, from inside you. Wow, that's powerful. That's why I'm telling you, Christianity is a mysterious religion. <laughs> yeah! I mean, no kidding, Christianity is very powerful, man. I'm telling you. Christianity is very powerful, very powerful. Jesus will appear and disappear at will. And not only that, when he was walking with disciples, he will advise them. But now he is advising them, him inside them. Like that. Have you received Jesus? It's true, it's a resurrected Jesus. Okay, now, here Jesus has resurrected. In chapter 21, you see. Uh, Peter and other disciples, they are afraid, right? Because uh, <laughs> their leader has been crucified and buried. And here, they think, oh, that's it, we're done here. They congregated, they're afraid. And look at uh, verse 1. They were together, Thomas, Peter, Nathanael from Galilee and, uh, and others, they were all together. Verse 3, Peter said, I am going fishing. <laughs> Was it a good idea? Huh? Kind of. It was a good idea. But was it a God's idea? So good idea is not necessarily God's idea. So find out among the good ideas which one is God's idea. Peter he has a very good idea because they need to eat, they need to work, but at the same time it was not God's idea. He goes fishing, and the other one says, I'm going with you too. I'm going. He does not call them. They just follow. They follow Peter. I think if it was Thomas who said, I'm going fishing, everyone would have stayed there. Well, I'm not going. <laughs> but they follow Peter. Why? Because Peter was clearly a leader among them. I have to be very careful. The example I'm setting before you, because my action before you speak louder than my words. Parents, <laughs> my children are there. Michael, Jim, could you stand up so that uh, you can wave to the church? Could you stand up? One, two, three. Let's go. Stand up. <laughs> How about Paula? You mom too. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Be coming every time here, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got to set example for our children. 
That's very important. The father in jail, the child in jail, then the grandson in jail, and 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 and, 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 and. before you blame them, look at yourself first. Look at yourself. What is the example? <laughs> Maybe they're just following you footsteps. They follow Peter. Now, Jesus appeared to them. The fishing was good. He operated a miracle. Now, from verse 15, we see uh, they started eating. After eating, when they had finished eating, we are in verse 15, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? So Pastor Steve was asking me, so these, is it these fish and boat and all these, or these what? These, these are the disciples. Do you love me more than these are the disciples? Why? Because Peter himself had said many times that, Lord, I will always follow you. No, no, no other disciple said statements like that, that showed that he was really loving Jesus more than, than anyone. That's why here Jesus is asking him, do you love me more than these are the disciples? That's the demonstrative pronoun that is plural. These disciples? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lamb. Small ships. Verse 16. Again, Jesus asked, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to Peter, one more time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Look at verse 18. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted. This sounds familiar here. <laughs> but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands. Someone else will dress you. Let me tell you something. I used to dress myself the way I wanted. I dress, there I go. And I come back whenever I wanted. But something happened. I dress, I'm ready to go out. Say, I look good, right? Yes. So I'll come at the door. No, 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 go back, change. Go back, change now. No, 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 not this one. What? I look good. No, 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 no. Look, listen to me. I am your wife, okay? Go back, change, go back, change. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> I am old now. Somebody else is dressing me. He's telling me what to put on. <laughs> Do I look good? 
credit goes to her. <laughs> and then when she says, <laughs> dress this one, I say, no, I am late. No, 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 go back. <laughs> I feel so pissed off. But the good thing is, she will come from a store, right? And she go, dress this. She will have a package, right? I'll open. Yeah, go try. I run. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, hallelujah. When you were young, you were free to do whatever you wanted. Brother Matt, are you married? <laughs> Watch out, man. Welcome to the club. <laughs> so, you won't be free anymore. You will belong to somebody else. <laughs> but it is good. Let's give the Lord a round of applause for marriage. Marriage is good. <laughs> I, uh, hmm. Someone else will dress you and will lead you where you do not want to go. Will lead you where you do not want to go. When I was uh, in grade one in Congo, that's where I was born. Uh, I grew up there. And where we, we uh, where I'm coming from in Congo, we speak French. So I've been a French teacher for so many years, math and all those other classes. But my English, I came to learn it here. So you got to really tune in to, to understand me well, all right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, so if I pronounce something wrong, hey, hey, Pastor Bob, you say this, I will receive it, so I will learn, right? So don't hesitate to, to correct me when I say something wrong. So, ah. Uh, this man by the name of Mr. Nelson, he was a first grade teacher. Mr. Nelson was very well renowned everywhere. So if you passed first grade through his hand, then you really are a student. If you didn't go through him, Mr. Nelson was known everywhere in the area. So I am age six. My mom was raised by American Baptist missionaries and they showed her how to bake, right? And uh, she's baking donuts, okay? So at the same time, it's time for me to go to school. So instead of me going to school, start my class, my first grade, I said, I'm not going, I'm going. My mom is making donuts. There's no way I'm going to go to school today. I'm staying home. Mom say, hey, today you're there to, class is starting today, go. I say, I am not going to go, I'm not going. And then my mom called uh, Mr. Uh, Nelson. Mr. Nelson, come pick him up. Mr. Nelson comes home and I was sitting, and Mr. Nelson, boy, you got to come to school now. I said, I am not going. You need to come. I, and my mom said, Lord, him on you, should there. <laughs> and Mr. Nelson pulled me and loaded me on, on his shoulder. I'm fighting. Ah, leave me alone. I don't want to go. There's no way I'm going to. Mom is cooking. Mom is baking. I want to stay home. Mr. Nelson is 
just taking me to the class. I did not want to. Mr. Nelson took me where I did not want to go. Jesus is saying, when you become old, somebody else will take you where you do not want to go. Now, the question is this. Number one, dynamic of uh, you walk in Christ. The reason Christ, uh, uh, the walk with Christ is very dynamic. You don't stay in one place. Either you're going forward or you're set backing. You're going backward. Okay? It's not just one place. Moving forward or going backward. So now, here, you have a choice to remain young and be dressed and dress yourself the way you want. You can choose to remain young and dress yourself the way you want to. And go wherever you want. Now you see clearly here in the case of Peter. Peter in uh, chapter 21 verse 3. That's why we read. He's saying what? I am going fishing. Because that was his passion. But remember what Jesus told him? I will make you a fisher man. To fish people. Stop. Fishing the fish. Become a fisherman. Now after three years Jesus has died. Peter now is confused. Does not know what to do. And something has come to distract him. By the way Jesus told them to wait. And Peter is saying I am going fishing. I am going. I am going. I don't care who says what. It is my life. I am going to do what I got to do. I don't like somebody telling me what to do. I am my own man. This is the kind of Peter. What? So he is going wherever he wants to go. There's no one stopping him. He does not remember. The Lord told you, Peter, not to go back fishing. Stop fishing. Peter said, I am going to fish. I have my boat ready. I have my net. Anything I need. I have it. I am hungry. I need to fish. You own man. Now when you take that decision, you go, and guess what? Whatever happens, don't blame it on the Lord. You make a commitment to get married, and you know that this is not a right fit for you. You just go ahead. Some advice comes. The minister advises. Did you really pray very well? Yes, I know. And an advice comes in from other fellow believers that see that, no, no, you better check again. No, 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 no. And next thing, I'm out of here. Why tell me to do something that I don't want? Or what stop me for what I want to do? I am free. I'm not coming to the church anymore. That's it. How is it working for you? You own man, choosing whatever you want. Wherever you want to go, you go. Whatever you want to do, you do. We don't belong to ourselves anymore. I mean, in our relationship, how will it feel if you did whatever you wanted? My wife tell me, this is not good. I say, I am putting it. Where are you going? I am going where I want to go. When are you coming back home? I will stay here. I'm not coming. Let's do this. I am not there. Everything I do, it does not depend on, uh, on myself. Will that relationship work?
When you were young, Peter, you were doing whatever you wanted to do. You have a choice to remain young. Still have Jesus, but remaining young. Still attending church, but remaining young. Not depending on him. And a life like this, usually it brings chaos. It may sound well at the beginning, but it's very depressive. Disappointment, disillusionment, discouragement, confusion. So sometimes we become confused and we think, oh, what did I do? I'm not sinning, what did I do? Well, sin does not mean you have to fornicate. Whatever you're doing that is not in the will of God, as a child of God, will bring some unease in you. That's where some of us are. That's where some of you are. <laughs> Quit looking somewhere else or blaming God. And you said, and she said, that's why I'm like this because, and he said, and he said, and he said. Oh, how about yourself? Are you where the Lord wants you to be? Peter is delusional. Remember, he jumped into the water naked because he was afraid and he was ashamed of the Lord. Okay? Or you can also choose to become old and let somebody else dress you. What kind of life is this? This is a life where uh, Jesus said uh, in John chapter 5 verse 16, he says, uh, my father, my father, my father. My father, my father, whatever I do, my father does too. My father does. The son does whatever the father does, the son does too. So I don't do anything by myself. Here in this verse, he says, uh, this one here, he says, I am not alone. I am not alone. My father is always with me. I am not alone. Here we see uh, uh, the Apostle Paul in Ephesus. I, Asia Minor, it's called today modern-day Turkey. He was in Turkey now f- saying farewell to the rest of people, uh, to the elders, to the churches. He says this, I am going to Jerusalem because I am bound by the Spirit. You see that? Does it feel like uh, freedom? No. I am bound by the Spirit. I have no choice but to go. I have bad things waiting for me, but I am bound, compelled by the Spirit. I am going. And the verse says that uh, Jesus said that, said that uh, somebody else will lead you. Verse uh, verse, uh, 19 says, Jesus said this to indicate what kind of death that Peter will die to glorify God. He did tell him what kind of the way you're going to stretch your hand and you'll be crucified. That's the end. That's the end. But the, the, the meaning of it is from that point onward, Jesus was telling Peter, the way you will lead your life, you will not depend on yourself. You will, from now on, you'll have somebody else inside you leading you to stay where you do not want to stay. 
to go where you do not want to go. Remember, Peter has left his family in Galilee. Now he is in Judea, south, where Jerusalem is. That's where Peter is now. He stayed there. He never went back to, uh, to, to Galilee, where he came from. And now he was there doing God's work. He was in prison, but he was bound by the Lord to do that. He had no choice. He's not going back fishing anymore. He's done. A comeback kid. Now he is, uh, what he's doing, stretching his hand, surrender, surrender. So somebody to come and, and lead him where the person wants Peter to go. Not where Peter wants to go, but where that person wants. Who is that person? It is the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit leading Peter. This is the life that the Lord wants you to live. This is the life that the Lord wants you to live. Whoa. This is the life. Whoa. I like it. I was very afraid. I'm going to push this thing. But it looks like I'm, I'm, I'm able to push. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see this? You see that? Oh, oh what? Whoa, whoa. It's here, 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 here. Okay. Let's. Okay. How about that? Can you see that? Okay. Here we see this. This is Peter. Somebody else is leading. The reason Jesus comes into you to lead you. Wherever he wants you to go, whatever he wants you to, to do, you do that. This is maturity in Christ. When you're depending completely on the Lord. If I am here before you, oh, thank you, Lord, for obeying your voice. <laughs> when everybody else was running away from the village where I was uh, living, everyone else was Abandoning the place and to go in the capital city, I stayed there. I started going in the jungle and preaching the gospel there, and my family started cursing me and abandoning me, disowning me. You have come stupid and you're no good anymore. You just have a Bible. And I went to, 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 to ask her in marriage, and the mother, her mother said, No, 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 no. What kind of husband it is? He has nothing. Where is he going to take you? He's in this village. My daughter, are you blind or what? Who bewitched you? My mother said that. But the Lord put me on his wing and brought me here in this beautiful country. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is Peter. So now, watch. Your degree of freedom is equal to your degree of bondage. Did you hear that? You degree, anyone there want to be free? Yes, I want to be free, man. I want to be free. Your degree of freedom depends on your degree of bondage. What it means is, look, if, if you are in bondage like this, you'll feel free. Let me say it again. If you are in bondage where the Lord is leading you, he is alive and he's right here, he's right here, he's leading you, you will feel free. But the more you hold on to your freedom, I'm my own man, I will choose whatever I want and do whatever I want, that you call freedom, you'll find yourself in tough bondage. 
Your freedom is in the bondage of Christ. Let him wrap you and bond you. You won't feel guilty. You won't have debt with anyone. You won't be in trouble. You'll be free. If the Son of Man set you free, you'll be free indeed. This is the place where he wants you to be. This is the place of full freedom. This is the place where you want to be. (laughs) The closer you are to the Lord, the freer you become. The more bonded to him you are, the more relaxed you'll feel. Hallelujah. What a joy to belong completely to the Lord. But when you hold on to life, life binds you, you feel overwhelmed, and you feel depressed and disillusioned, and you feel, you feel confused, and you don't know what to do. He knows what is best for you. And he does not disappoint. Never. Never, never. David says, since I was born now, I'm old. I've never seen somebody that is giving themselves to the Lord be abandoned. No, never. Never, never, never. He does never abandon. Now, they come back. You come back. You resolute come back. You resolute come back. That is our last point. You resolute come back. Peter here, in verse 15 to 17, Jesus is telling Peter, Peter, do you really love me? Do you really love me? If we go all start in, in John chapter 13, John chapter 13, that's where it all starts. It is uh, written there, you will see. Uh, yeah, John chapter 10, look. Simon Peter said to Jesus, Lord, where you are going? Where are you going? And Jesus answered to him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me. But you will follow later on. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? And Peter continued to say, I will lay my life for you, Lord. I will lay my life. Lord, I will lay. No kidding, Lord. I will lay my life for you, Lord. I will let. Jesus says, No. Before the rooster will crow, you will disown me. How many times? Three times. And now the verse that follows in Matthew, you see, Jesus is arrested, and uh, Peter goes following, right? They have arrested his leader. Now Peter is following from far away. And the girl come around and say, Ah. You look like that. You were with that man. I don't know him. That's the first time. The second time, Peter gets out and goes to hide. And now the girl follows her, follows him. You accent. <laughs> oh, accent. Bob's accent. <laughs> you, you were with that man. I swear to God, not me. I don't know that man. A group of guys come. Look, when you speak, you sound like an African. Okay? Looks like you came from Africa by chance. <laughs> I will curse myself. F, 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 F. I don't know that man. What's wrong with you guys? I don't know that man, okay? From that time, Jesus never confronted Peter. 
Here is the occasion. He, Peter had to stay there and let Jesus penetrate him. Peter, do you love me more? The first time. Second time, Peter, do you love me? The third time, Peter, every he disowned him three times, and Jesus is asking questions three times. Wherever his mind, let's go, Jim. Wherever his mind wandered, how deeper he went, he had to stay before Jesus and let Jesus go that deeper. Are you getting that one? So, wherever I've gone, how deep I've gone, I have to put myself before the Lord and let his light beam in me to purge me with his powerful and loving hand. That's how the comeback will happen. I cannot start justifying myself. No, you say because you know you don't understand and this. No, no, no. Put down the guns. Here I am, Lord. When you, I mean, when you go to the doctor, you go to Mayo Clinic, you don't say, Doctor, I am giving you five minutes. You have already four. One more minute. If not, I'm out of your office. No, you stay at the mercy of the doctor. He flipped your body the way he wants. Jesus is a doctor. Let yourself before him. Let his eyes penetrate you and confront your fear, confront your doubt, confront your disappointment. Where have you gone astray? The commitment to the Lord. The comeback time. You can come back. You love the Lord. This is the time. Love can go up or down. Love is dynamic. How many times have we heard? I used to love him, but I don't love him anymore. We've heard that before. They love each other, and then uh, five, ten years down in a marriage, and they take guns, start shooting at each other. Where is love gone? Because love is dynamic. You've got to feed it, feed it, feed it, feed, 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 nature. Same thing with the Lord. Feed you love for the Lord. Show it. It's not whether the Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. Not just because he died at the cross for you, but even the breath now, you're breathing. Because he allowed you to stand up to work up today. In my garage, there is a bird that sings every single time. When that bird sings, my wife knows it's time for me to pray. When I come and start praying, I will follow that bird. It will go forever. I say, I am not quitting until that bed is done. That's how long I pray and pray and pray and pray. Every time I want to stop, my mind goes, oh, how about the bed? If the bed can sing to the Lord, I can also pray to the Lord the same way. The love for you, Lord, can be demonstrated. He told Peter, feed my sheep. Because 
That was the passion of the Lord. If you love somebody, you will do what that person does. If you don't like football like I used not to love it, but now in my life I have people that I love because they love football. I say, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Now I love football. I'll fly to Texas or wherever to just watch football. Why? Because I have somebody in my family that loves football. Some of you used not to eat something, but because you love somebody, and now you're eating that thing in the same way also. When the Lord God, when you love Jesus Christ, you show him love back by sharing in his passion, by loving what he loves, by witnessing, by talking about him. How you feel if you, you are among people, and there you are with your... Uh, with, you, with, you, with your husband, and the husband is not introducing you. Oh, the boyfriend is not introducing you. This is my, my girlfriend. The girlfriend is trying to avoid even looking at you when, when you are among people. And then when you are away from people, then you say, honey, I love you. No, we were among people who didn't say you love me. And how you come in here. So it's the same way with Jesus. He said, if you are a friend ashamed of me in this before this, this right generation also, also be ashamed of you. What goes around comes around. The Lord has loved you. This is the time. Commitment. Come back. Come back. As I am speaking, the spirit of the Lord is speaking. Life will follow ups and down and ups and down. Come back to Burn again in fire for the Lord. You fall for the Americans, you fall for the came in Africa. They crossed the river, filled of crocodile, and they crossed. They didn't care whether there was food or not, whether a road or not. They put a rope and they crossed the river like that, and they came to preach the gospel. I'm the fruit of American missionary. Where have you gone, America? Where the fire that used to be in your forefather? They, let, they left a mark in Africa. You hear a very big revival going on in Africa right now. One day, I, one of these, I will show you a video. It will blow your mind. Powerful stuff happening. You know who brought it? You! But where have yourself gone? You have been compromised and conformed to the image of the culture. How about the culture of heaven? How about the culture of the Lord? Come back, kid. Come back. Come back. Come back. When Christ becomes unpopular, that's where you show the true commitment. When Lift Church becomes unpopular, that's where you show loyalty to this church. Hallelujah. Where have you fallen? Raise up your hand. You want to commit again. Come back. Let me see your hand. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Who else? You want to commit, come back. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. 
want to commit, serve the Lord on fire for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's bow our head in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Are you choosing pornography over the Lord Jesus? Are you choosing drinking over the Lord Jesus? Are you choosing your own ways over the Lord Jesus? Come back. Come back. He died so that we can live for him. He died for you. He died for me. So that I and you can live for him. In everything we do. Hallelujah. Amen. With this song as we are singing, at the same time I want to bless you. Because in the middle of the song you will feel free to live, to shake hands with somebody, I will say, God bless you. May you be the first, not the last. May your week be a blessed week. When you go, may he go ahead of you. Everything that you touch, may it be blessed. May your ways be blessed. May the curse be removed from your household, from your home, from your life. May you be strengthened. Be strong, not weak. May the Lord fight for you. May your enemies go down. May you be lifted up. May the Lord bless your income. May the Lord bless your plan. May the Lord accompany you. May you see his face in everything that you're doing and everywhere you're going. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah.